A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. This is Paul Hawksby. And Andy Jacobs. And welcome once again to the H&J Daily, uh, the best bits of this afternoon's show. We chatted about a new sport today, axe throwing. Yeah. It's, it's getting big amongst the bearded trendies of our nation. Good. Uh, Ashley Blaker, the... Um, comedian. Comedian and part-time rabbi, um, I suppose. Are you sure about that? <laughs> and Liverpool fan. Liverpool he's a Liverpool fan. fan. Um, he's got an interesting new tour, though. He was yeah, on good yeah, form. yeah. He was on very good form today. Um, uh, and also, uh, we had a bit of Don't Ask Me, didn't we? Yeah. Good. And... That's it. That's it. Yeah. So, here it all is. <laughs> For me, the big question of the final day yeah. was why was Yaya Tori wearing a dinner jacket? Was he going on somewhere? <laughs> he probably was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A normal shirt and tie, but a very strange jacket. There was a TV show many years yeah. ago called Greaves' Gaff, the great Jimmy Greaves, oh, and yeah, he was doing a lot of work up yeah. in the Midlands. Had a show, and it was like Jim had an open house, and guests would just sort of arrive, oh, yeah. and uh, <laughs> it was a sort of chat show in Jim's kitchen, mm. and they'd set up the studio that looked like Jimmy Greaves. Kitchen when he was and uh, and there was one particular one we watched when we did fantasy football and Linda Lusardi was one of uh, Jimmy's guests and she was in the kitchen they had a five minute chat about yeah. glamour modelling and yeah. other stuff yeah. and then suddenly the doorbell goes God blimey I wonder who that is says Jim and he goes to the door yeah. and it's Fred Truman the demon uh, bowler <laughs> Yorkshire and England but Fred much like Yaya Toure is in a full evening suit yeah. and no one else is dressed he's just turned up at Jim's house but then he explains it on air he says I'm going on to a function Jim I hope you don't mind <laughs> Couldn't he have got changed in the green room or in? Couldn't they give him a dressing room at Central? Anyway, look, no, the, best, the best thing about that show though yeah. was, in fact, well, he interviewed uh, Frank Bruno. But Frank Bruno was pre-recorded on film. He was on film. So it's like, right. sort of like a live interview, except it was f- one person was in the TV studio on a TV camera, and the other person was film. Yeah, it was re- me old Frank Frank Bruno. That's what he, he called him. him. Yeah, good old Jim. Tremendous. Anyway, but, move uh, on. Talking of TV, can I ask both uh, TV companies, Sky and BT, mm. not to schedule any Chelsea games on their channels next season? You've just got to spare the neutrals from Sorry Ball. Yeah, you can't was, let people, you can't let the children see this. The only nil-nil of the day, wasn't it, Andy? On a high-scoring, yeah. end-of-season, typical, let the players relax... Yes, no goals where Chelsea are involved. It's fantastic, isn't it? Well, Fantastic. I mean, Leicester played their part as well, didn't they? Really? They didn't true, score yeah. either. You can't just blame One of the uh, Chelsea beat reporters, uh, Nizar Kinsella, is the Chelsea correspondent for goal. He, he tweeted out, he said, anybody got any questions for Maurizio Sarri? And uh, mine was, can I have my season ticket money back? <laughs> I'm just wondering. OK, well, that's so that's... enjoyable. It's been such an enjoyable You finished third and you've got to a cup final. Well, you're we, going to we another ta- cup we final. We tackled this on Friday, but you know, that's not really the point. You know, So uh, we'll talk more of this on Motti. Um, did you watch the IPL final? I saw bits of it. I've not watched it all. Was it fantastic? A, as exciting as the football was last week, 
It was what a brilliant game of cricket. I mean, I've never seen any an IPL game shift the momentum so much. Yeah. In, in within one, literally from ball to ball, from over to over, it was unbelievable. Went down to the last ball, and uh, that's what you want from a tournament, isn't it? Really, a bit like the Premier League. An incredible redemption for Lasith Malinga, who mm. had gone for forty-two off three overs. I mean, really was pathetic, and he had to yeah. bowl the last over. And they needed two off the last ball to win Chennai, and he got a wicket. He got the blow out, and that was it. The, the the new stadium has meant that I'm now able to follow because of the Wi-Fi there. I'm able mm. to follow what goes on the last day without having a transistor radio. Oh, that's good. Ever, ever happened to Whatever them. that is. But I needn't have bothered checking it on my phone. <laughs> really, yeah. I needn't have bothered checking it on my phone because <laughs> I was kept in touch with the scoreline. Uh, of the game between Brighton and Manchester City via the Everton fans. Yeah, of course. <laughs> so you all knew, basically, even yeah. Wolves had equalised or or, uh, or there'd been another goal mm. uh, for City. So they kind of, they kept us oh, informed. It was very, look, it, you know, it was a very enjoyable, for about 21 minutes, there was a t- period where Liverpool yeah. were, were winning the title and that was pretty exciting. And, you know, considering it all went to the last, I've heard people say, oh, we're in that great a league and there's only two teams in it. Yeah. Oh, for goodness sake, I don't know what you want. I mean, neither of these teams strolled their way to the title. Every game, really, for City, one nil. Yeah. All right, the last game, yeah, they won 4-1. But even that was a little... A little bit tricky, and, and we've seen uh, we have seen this stat, haven't we? That uh, you know people have been they say conveniently forgetting that Liverpool were seven points clear around Christmas, mm. but they had a blip, and City had a blip, and the reason they got in that position is that City had a blip uh, as well to an extent. So that can always happen yeah. in the season. I don't think you can give I, Liverpool I, look, a coaching I, be very for that. Un, I think it'd be unlikely Liverpool are going to go another season only losing one game. That's a pretty even great great teams. You know, it's unusual, but. You know, we'll see. We'll see what happens. They're, I think they're in better shape. We'll talk to Motti about this. I think they're in better shape transfer-wise than City. City need to do more. I'm not saying they can't, but it depends on how they're affected by what's going on with UEFA. But they need to do more than Liverpool. Liverpool pretty much... They need to do more business, you think? I think they do, yeah. Mm. You know, they've got players who are ageing. Company, Fernandinho. Uh, Aguero, surprisingly, only 30, but he's got a lot of miles on the clock. Mm. And, uh, you know, he's still brilliant, but they, he's going to need replacing at some point. I did a classic there yesterday. I went. I think they've got the money. Oh, where? But can they spend it? That's the question. Yeah, they've yeah. got the money, but can they spend it? Mares was a strange uh, choice for me on, yeah, on right. the day, and I, I just wrote this down. He's just not City quality. Mares. It's one <laughs> it was of those. Was it? Well, yeah, next to it. <laughs> Brilliant. Did you? So, what did you do? How did you watch it? Did you stick well, I, with one game yesterday? No, because I obviously I was at the match. So I did basically what Match of the Day did as my as a TV producer. Oh, so you cut? Did you have a vision mixer in well, house? I didn't need to. What I did was I started at Anfield because if Liverpool didn't score, there would be no race. So mm. I waited till Liverpool scored. Fine, over to Brighton Man City because that then became the game because if City didn't score, Liverpool were going to win it. And I just kept switching back. And I kept switching back just to see in Schadenfreude a style. Every time City scored, I wanted to see how they were reacting at Anfield. (laughs) But they did that. BT started putting a box... uh, Not BT, Sky rather, started putting up a a box of that. So, you know. But we we said... um, I I take it all the pitches last week from the Champions League game were supplied by uh, UEFA. And uh, obviously they're just re-commentated by the the various channels. But the pitches are coming centrally, aren't they? No, isn't it host broadcaster for the country... I, I don't know, but I okay. think that's oh, you have their own in-house. They do all their Champions League football, don't they? I, no, I thought think. they used local people. Anyway, anyway, the, the point yeah. I'm making yeah. is, we never got a chance to talk about this, and I can't quite believe why. 
but you, you must have felt whoever was vision mixing the day was on the day was a Liverpool fan because when Liverpool scored at the end when uh, Origi scored um, you suddenly got a I uh, know oh, it was the Tottenham game wasn't it I do apologies it must have, it must have been mm. the Spurs game because you got that kind of shot of Son and uh, no it was it it was oh blimey I'm doing well aren't I it was uh, Kane and but I did this you slaughtered me know, for being do. old the milk bottles <laughs> are outside I got Go completely the wrong day <laughs> and the wrong game <laughs> But I think it might have been Sanchez and Kane. They cut mm. to them in what looked like a shot from five minutes before because they weren't celebrating the goal when mm. when uh, uh, it went in. Yeah. And then you've got a little flash frame of Peter Wharton. <laughs> you know, like, like it's almost like blink and you miss it. You had to go back. So something went back. Was he bad. celebrating Peter? So, yeah, he was. No, he was, didn't he? <laughs> Peter's gone up. He's, he's celebrating Tottenham's goal. I just think he was caught in the moment. Well, yeah, but it's, it's almost football, like subliminal probably. advertising. I wanted to go out that afternoon and buy a Peter Wharton, but I wasn't aware of why. But now, because now, it was a flash frame, the way they used to do <laughs> that sort of, Yeah. I went into a couple of shops and said, I'd like to buy a Peter Wharton, please. This <laughs> he week. hasn't got a book out. Try and beat it. Sport, but yeah, well, it worked for me anyway. I got the wrong game and the wrong match, but uh, what are you gonna do? The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Well, how are the Liverpool fans feeling today? Well, we have one in the studio, and so we're about to find out <laughs> it. Uh, he's on tour with a fellow Liverpool fan, two men who bonded over their love. Uh, of Jurgen Klopp and his team, uh, Imran Yusuf and Ashley Blake. Good to see you, Ashley. How are you? I'm very well. I'm, no, I'm upbeat. Yeah, I've noticed that from your mm. tweets, actually. Uh, like a, an awful lot of Liverpool fans. I've heard people talk... I felt a bit like that. I, I'm in the... haven't won a trophy club as well as a Spurs fan. But you think of the kind of... the great. This has not been our greatest season, but here we are still in fourth. This manager has given us lots of great memories and hopefully another one, not from your point of view, obviously, but a, a Champions League final. So... I, I, you know, I, I, I feel okay. The fact we haven't fluked our way to a league cup doesn't make me think any less exactly. of this manager or this club. I don't. It's really weird. There's all look. I get it. Football's a very tribal thing. But you get all these supporters of other teams crowing and loving the fact that Liverpool came second on 97 points and got so close. Surely, unless I've missed the point of league football, isn't the point to come as high as you can? Mm. Only one team can win the league out of 20. So, isn't it better to come second on 97? than to come sixth on 60. Oh, yeah, it's, right? much, you know it's I mean? like, much better. I don't know, surely. I, I like, think, you've done as well as you can. You can't win the league every year. They haven't won the league for 30 years. Okay, but, you know, the, we keep trying. That's the reason. Yeah. It's, it's that. It's that thing, and and, and it's going to happen again at, in the final. That Klopp's a brilliant manager. He's done a wonderful job. But he has got, even he's acknowledged, he's got this thing about being the runner-up. Yeah. And, you know, if you okay. lose, lose the final, then the questions will be asked again. Of course. But, you know, look, I'd love to think, and I think Liverpool will have a good season next year. I don't think they're going to fade away. But I'm not going to say with any certainties that they're going to win the league next year. Because Man City are an amazing side. And they're going to spend more money probably than anyone else. And it's going to be harder again. So... What can you do? But all you can do is try and do as well as you can. Look, at the start of the season, if someone said to me, you're going to lose one game and get 97 points, you'd have snapped their hand off. Yeah, of course yeah. you would. You, you just, unfortunately, very unfortunate, there's another team who's even better. Uh, and you, the game against Barca was just incredible. Well, exactly. yeah, I mean, look, Liverpool, I couldn't imagine you can had, remember it. Well, exactly. Had that not happened, then maybe we'd all be a bit more downbeat now because the season would have ended on a mm. bit of a flat note. But we've got that game to look forward to. And, uh, yeah, look, it's... Um, it, it feels more positive than negative. Mm. 
Uh, so you're touring with uh, Imran Yusuf, profit sharing uh, with the cell line. Two great very, religions. Very, very good time. Yes, Two great see, see what comedians. we've done there. Yeah, <laughs> very so, clever. Uh, yes, uh, you, you two are both Liverpool fans, is that We right? are both Liverpool supporters. And uh, yeah, look, so there you go. Two religions, but one faith. And that's, that's the thing that brought us together. Um, and uh, that's not what we're talking about, though. So uh, There's no football non, Not really. So no. uh, hopefully it won't. So are um, you on stage together, or is it half an we hour? We are. There's half where we're... There's parts that we're on stage together. There are parts that we're uh, are on stage separately on our own. And um, yeah, no, it's 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 something that we both did our own Edinburgh shows um, this year, past year. You came to see my show, I didn't did. You? I remember. I enjoyed it. And um, and then we just had the idea. You know what? It'd be quite fun to do something together like this. And you know what? Without wanting to sound incredibly uh, serious, suddenly. I think actually there's never been a more important time for Jews and Muslims to come together. You know, I agree. it's positive, terrible. Isn't it? It's a positive thing. Well, you know, there's such a worrying rise in uh, far right hatred we see across the world, and so it's really important. We're better together than we are apart. Put it like yeah. that. Yeah. So. Absolutely. So the, uh, the the sort of you say you're going to do some of the, the show uh, jointly um, on stage at the yeah. same time, at which I think I, I don't know what's going to happen. I think peace will be declared in the <laughs> Middle East. <laughs> and uh, well, it'd be nice that by the end of the tour that will have happened. Netanyahu and Abbas will yeah. have declared love for each other. Jeremy Corbyn will disappear in a puff of smoke. It's all going to happen because members when of the Trump happened. family promised they would make that happen, but that, that hasn't happened yet. So the fact that you and uh, Imran can maybe do that that might be exactly. that might be quite. You have you tried it yet? Have you tried the show? We no. This is um, well. Kind of yes and no, but not the points of being together on stage, um, interacting with each other. You know, I'm I'm a big one for thinking until you're in front of the audience. That's you know, uh, until then, it's like taking penalties in uh, practice. Until you're taking those penalties in front of a uh, hundred thousand fans in a stadium, it's a totally different thing. Why, why Liverpool for, for you then, Ashley? Remind us why. Why, um, why Liverpool? Because I wanted to give myself twenty nine years. Of, of thinking, when's it going to happen? Yeah. When is it going to happen? Look, I was, uh, 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 I suppose, um, I, I've been punished for um, some being a child of the. Uh, I was born in 1975, so right. you can do the math. But um, so you came to football in the sort of mid 80s when they did the double under Kenny. Uh, and no, I uh, uh, late that. 70s, early. Oh, okay, 80s, yeah, right. Yeah. And so that's but, when you picked up. on Yeah, it. no, definitely. But um, look, it's never been a better time. I do, and I love Klopp. I mean, I I, I do love Klopp. He's, yeah. He's, uh, um, one of the things I love about Klopp is his use of the word cool. So he uses cool for everything. Mm. So if something is good. If we'd have won the league, he'd said, oh, that is so cool. But if anything is te- terrible, he just says, not cool. That was not cool. Mm. Which makes it sound not that bad. <laughs> if you said to him, Jürgen, what, you know, what, what did you think of the Black Death? The Black Death was not cool. <laughs> Suddenly it doesn't sound that bad. Do you anything pre- doesn't sound bad when you say it's not cool. Do you, do you prefer his old smoker's teeth or his new GTI Brendan Rogers? Um, I, you know... I, 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 I like the teeth. Firmino's, I think, are even better. Yeah, they, they, it, 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 it does look like I, I like the Klopp like... grimace when the other teams score. I yeah. do like, I quite enjoy that sort of half smile, half agony. Mm. But you know, maybe that's why he had the teeth done in order to, well, to do that. Probably did. Yeah. Yeah. No, he is a fantastic character. Mm, he is. You, you am I right in thinking you were the producer of Little Britain? Yes, you were. Britain. Somebody said to me, this is interesting because we both share this thing, this, that someone said to me about Little Britain, they said it about fantasy football that I produced, that 
you couldn't do those shows today. That a lot of it right. in there would be politically. Matt, except Matt Lucas has yeah. spoken about yeah. that, hasn't I he? Know. Recently, I read an interview. So much of, of what you did in that show would, would not. No, no, a hundred percent. And and um, the, I've been in America the last seven months. Um, I've only just got back. I've been living in New York for seven months, and I've spoken to a lot of people about some of the things that happen in British comedy, and we're particularly talking about blackface because in america that is just such a huge no-no mm. and and obviously i mean no not now maybe yeah. but i mean look you produced uh fantasy football and, yeah, sure. and obviously the the yeah. uh, jason lee uh pineapple mm. and head sketches mm. then in come fly with me which i had nothing to do with but there's lots of that um and it's really it's amazing how comedy has moved on in a very short amount of time actually mm. very short amount of time because come fly with me wasn't even that long ago and yet, those characters yeah. you can't imagine making a show like that now. And it, from what from what Matt Lucas was saying, it wasn't just that he said, "Oh, I couldn't make that show anymore." And he was bemoaning. He said, "I almost wouldn't want to. I wouldn't want to do that. I wouldn't feel comfortable mm. doing that." Now. Well, I can't speak for him, but I mean, yeah. I, I I I can understand why. I mean, no, obviously, um, you know, pervading. Um, the, the, yeah, these things change. Yeah, I mean, of course, that, that, of that, you know, that's you know, in the, in the way that um, attitudes to, I don't know, homosexuality have changed incredibly sure. in our lifetime. I mean, these, you know, attitudes do change, and um, hopefully for the better, but mm -hmm. not always, unfortunately. So, how much the show? I mean, obviously, you'll you'll be talking religion to an extent mm. in a funny way, but what other aspects will kind of come up within the show? Well, the show is about really our unusual journeys to being the people we are today i think yeah. that's really what it's about um certainly from my point of view it's you know i was a as, as i've spoken about on, the, on this show before i was an incredibly um I, I, I would say liverpool was my religion yeah i mean i missed something like four matches in seven years home away europe <laughs> i was going to games i'm making this actually in the show liverpool once played at a friendly at bournemouth mm. mid-season it was february it was to, for their centenary and the Liverpool ticket office phoned me and said, "Would you go to the game?" <laughs> <laughs> and I said, "I said, oh, I said, is my friend Edward from Warrington who had a seat next to me? Is he going?" And they said, "Yeah, we just called him. He says he'll go if you go." <laughs> <laughs> and then my what? My my then girlfriend, who's now my wife, was convinced I was cheating on her because she couldn't find any mention of the game in the papers. I was going to matches even the newspapers didn't know about. <laughs> That's how obscure they were. Wow. So, um, so I kind of I clearly got a terribly flawed personality uh, <laughs> obsessive compulsive personality um, and I think at one point I think it's probably because we signed El Haji Juf Salif Diao and uh, Bruno Cheru I thought this religion's not working I need to try something else <laughs> and so I kind of took all my passion for that and took it into this wow and they're quite similar it's just you just got to remember you just got to learn a few new songs yeah, <laughs> you know you can't you can't go to synagogue and start chanting one chosen people. There's only one chosen people. They don't like that. <laughs> the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talksport. Now's the time to save thirty percent on wedding jewelry only on BlueNile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands, all hand finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help, from fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. 
That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. I was just looking at the uh, Formula One channel. They were showing that old footage from the, the late 50s and 60s, you know, when the driver pulls into the pit and the guy starts filling, he's got like, a fag in his mouth and he's putting the petrol yeah, yeah, in yeah. the car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. quite some health and safety in <laughs> F1 in those days, were they? That's very oh, true. Wasn't it? And uh, I don't know if you saw yesterday... Uh, so while we're talking oh, F1, oh. we have found that uh, clip. Um, uh, Valtteri Bottas is doing rather well oh, at the moment. Okay, yeah, yeah, he's driving rather well. Oh, we can hear that. Yeah. But in his early days, um, the Moose was struggling, I think, with uh, mm. the correct pronunciation of his name, so he gave them all a go. Williams driver Vitaly Bottas has also been past fit. Meanwhile, the Williams driver Vitaly Bottas has also been past fit. Valtteri Bottas, uh, he's been past fit. The Williams driver Vitaly Bottas has also been past fit after a back injury. And Fernando Alonso and the Williams driver Vitaly Bottas have both been past fit. <laughs> Me and my very Val- good friend, Valtteri Valtteri will get you nowhere. Good old moose. Yes, yeah, you know, I've often over the years monitored the goals that hit the, the keeper's towel. The perfect hit the towel. Bamian yeah. did it yesterday. Tom Heaton had a towel hanging out right in the angle, perfect. With a volley. So he, volley. To, he just so aimed for the so towel. You just see, it gives the, I honestly believe this, it gives the striker a, a target point. Right, and he hit it beautifully. So, do you think strikers is, need a target point? Surely, the net in it in in, in no, of you, itself is the target. Of point. Of course, it is. But no, but but that apps. You know, there's a point where it's unsavable. Yeah, you know, when it goes in the mm. angle. So, why so do you think? Towel, go, why don't, don't put the towel at don't the unsavable? Don't put the towel at an unsavable point. Put it in the centre of the goal, where it doesn't matter if the keeper if he aims at it because he'll go straight. Why at don't you. just rest it on top of the bar? <laughs> That's not a bad idea, is it? No, because well, if they aim for it by there, the side of the goal, I say either by the side of the goal or mm. at the back of the centre. But don't put it in the angle like that. So you, honestly, you're asking for trouble. I don't know what this stat great tells goalkeeping us. Goalkeeping advice. Yeah, thank there. you very much, Andy <laughs> Jacobs. You're not a bad keeper yourself. <laughs> oh, fabulous! Um, Karen Brady's column mm. in the Sun the other day. She mm. added this little footnote. Mm. She said, "An embarrassed Stoke fan revealed Lionel Messi with his 600 goals in 14 years with Barcelona has scored more than the Potters in the same time." Well, all right. I mean, I didn't know what it would just happen to be a stat, but I had absolutely no opinion on it, good, bad, or indifferent. It just was a number. Yeah. A Does bit... it surprise you? Well, Lionel Messi scored more goals than the whole of Stoke City in the same period. What if it had all been from a long throw? A Roy did that <laughs> long throw. <laughs> all but, headers from a long throw. Yeah, but other than that, yeah. No, not really. <laughs> There was a very good... Uh, the Wolves midfielder ran off the shot. There was a very good... Uh, here's Johnny. Well, Steve um, Steve Wilson was yeah. tweeting about it earlier on the commentary. Oh, really? And he did had he it, it deliberately? He had it in the bank. Oh, yeah, he, did, he did it deliberately. He did, yeah, he did do it. He did do it. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I think we all, we all knew that. Talking oh, of Johnny, yeah. Andy, he's been in the news as well. Because um, something he's not got around to doing since he got to Wolverhampton is try a bit of local cuisine. Oh, and, but he said okay. he's going to put that right over the summer. Um, well, that's not really summer fair. Uh, it's um, what is it? It's faggots. <laughs> really? It's uh, yeah. He's not sampled. You don't need to dump it. It's a type of food. Yeah. 
looking, <laughs> looking, at, him. The, looking at the producer. <laughs> the producer's gone into meltdown stand. Meltdown. meltdown. Um, yeah, <laughs> yes, you don't need to dump it. It's a type of food. Dear me, well, we've come to this. Yeah, now if I, let me explain mm. to our 12-year-old producer what faggots are because he's, he's, as he mm. hasn't lived through a war, he won't know what they are. <laughs> um, basically, faggots, and they describe like this, I'm sure you'll be rushing straight off to your local supermarket and buying some because um, faggots, we're told over the weekend, use up all the bits of a pig that would otherwise be discarded. Yum, mm. yum. Oh, dear. The liver, the heart and other innards are minced up with onions and sage and wrapped in a fatty you know membrane. Wicked, wicked keepers wear? Remember in, fatty innards. membrane? Your public school? <laughs> yeah. You couldn't call him that now. Quite right, too. No. Um, <laughs> any other members of the membrane family, apologies uh, on our behalf. But, yeah. But... <laughs> I'm quite I quite like the faggot. I've not had one for a while. Have you had one? Fatty membranes, hello. Yeah. <laughs> so, you, no. You, you've not had one, have no, you? Well, don't like the sort of bloke would ever eat that sort of thing. But they're nice. They're nice. They're really tasty. Not for me. As Johnny same, is same about as to fork scratching. Johnny said, uh, or one with a little beard. Pork scratching with like a with a small Jimmy no. Hill beard, marvellous. Marvellous. Um, <laughs> we well brought back to sport <laughs> after football, and you've got a, you've had a bit of a sweat on. You need a bit of salt back in your system. Well, There's no finer true. thing. Oh really? Okay. Obviously, with a drink. Half time you've refuelled. Okay, lads, here's your refuelling. Yeah. Here we Packing go, boys. Pork scratching. I don't want you, I don't want you drinking it. That. I know, Andy, Johnny. I've got a quote from oh, Johnny yeah, here. Um, I haven't seen this plate yet, he says. He calls it a plate. Plata. Uh, but when I do see it, I will try it. Uh, of mm. course I will. I want to discover English culture and experience local things. So good well, luck, Johnny. Enjoy your faggots. Yeah. I was reading about a guy who's done tremendous in a weight loss thing. He was 19 stone 5 pounds. Uh, he's now 12 stone 9 pounds. Good and work. exercises. And they did this the before and after diet. Mm. And the before was just incredible. And the breakfast, nothing, which is often people who are overweight do this. They think skipping breakfast will help. It doesn't. And lunch was a sausage sandwich and five bags of crisps. Five in one. Si- How can you, you, you get bored. I wonder if they were different flavours. Five bags Could of crisps. Could you eat five bags of Five bags? Bra- five, five <laughs> Could I eat five bags of crisps? Yeah, in one go. I don't know. I've never tried. <laughs> I bet you could. Do you want me to? No, not really. Okay. Um, um, can we congratulate before yeah. we do anything else? Oh, yeah. A tremendous, another tremendous man of the match performance from Vladimir Putin. Yeah, I know he Eight played goals. ice hockey. Yeah. Eight goals he got again. I mean, honestly, the opposition. I don't know. You know, he's he, just tremendous. Did you see him he? fall over, wave into the crowd? I yeah, mean, that wasn't reported as widely as his eight goals. No, um, he did go flying, didn't he? Now, the battle between the new Spurs Stadium and uh, and some upgrades at the Emirates are going to continue. And Daniel Levy, is, is um, he's decided that uh, he's going to convert the press conference auditorium into a private cinema. Ooh. It'll open for business over the summer, we were told in the Times at the weekend. There's an HD cinema screen behind the backdrop used to advertise all the club sponsors at post-match press conferences. So he's going to start renting out to watch all the latest movies. Penny pinching, isn't yeah. it? A bit but, desperate. But Arsenal, uh, they can't show, they can't do a beanbag of mm. the Europa League final because they're doing work on the Emirates at the moment. And among the work they're doing in the in the um, in the corporate stuff. Uh, is a new uh, private member uh, club uh, at uh, the executive box level. The club says it will offer panoramic views of the pitch and a live-action chef station. 
Ooh. That's Daniel Levy. He's definitely phoned up the old <clears> architect <throat> saying, I want a live-action chef. If they've got one, we want Moose one as well. Like a live-action chef oh, station. Oh, he'd certainly love a live-action chef station. Do you station. want a bit of a T20 birthday spread? Is Pele available? Yeah, he's always available, yeah. Well, no, I've got to guess this person's age. Got to guess this person's age. While, I just, uh, while we're waiting for Pele, I'll just try and find it. Here it is. Yeah, and I've got to be within how many years of getting it right? Uh, I think this could be difficult. I think this could be a 10-yearer. Okay, then go okay, on then. Ten it's a very, very happy birthday to the uh, theatrical designer and six-time BAFTA winner, Eileen Diss. D-I-S-S, Eileen Diss. Yeah. I was at a party, actually, with her and MC Hammer. I had to warn him not to approach her. Yes, yeah, I'm, sure, I'm sure you did. I'm sure you did, Andy. Thank you very much. Wise words. Um, 86. <laughs> yes, she is, in fact, 88. Oh, come on. Tremendous. Tremendous. Just two out, so well within the spread. And from the same area, and probably have said this. It's going to have to be quick, Andy. Very, very quick. Uh, Duke of York this afternoon departed Heathrow Airport for the Republic of Korea. Mrs. Amanda Thursk was in attendance and he just couldn't wait to get away from her. Yes, he was racing from first. <laughs> Thank you. That's the second time. Did you do that last week? <laughs> no, I did it last year. But it all merges into one. <laughs> oh dear. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. A fast-growing sport in this country. Uh, mm, read about it. Popular already in the States. Axe-throwing. There are a number of uh, axe throwing clubs opening around the country and the people behind them are Whistle Punks and Jules Whitehall joins us. Good afternoon, Jules. Hi there. Yeah, yeah, I was watching a program called The Good Fights, American Drama, and one of the women in it was featured doing this. Yeah. And I thought, what an interesting idea. And then I read about it yesterday, because it's a great way of releasing energy. Well, it's, it's big in the States, Jules, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. In the States and Canada, it's, it's massive. It's, it's growing every day, more and more places setting up, and lots of people getting to enjoy it. When did it start becoming a sort of leisure pursuit, then? Uh, it's only been a last few years really the first one set up in canada in about 2011 um but then it's it's only really in the last kind of three years um since we we started about three years ago that, uh, that it's really started gathering pace as you say certainly in the u.s and canada and we've been growing in the uk and seeing a lot more in europe australia thailand and, and beyond all over the place when i was watching it it did look just like it was a release for the character in this drama but i read yesterday it's a competitive sport so how does that work as a competition well every time someone comes to play with us it's a, it is a competitive sport it's side by side um every time you're throwing at a target you're doing it next to someone else so each point you each axe you throw each point you score is head to head with someone else and that's really the kind of fun of it so it's you get that you get that real physical release of just throwing something a bit weighty at a wall and doing something that it feels like you shouldn't be allowed to do, uh, and also uh, that thrill of like every time you you do it and um, seeing how you seeing how you fare against the person next to you. Now all these kind of sport as a bit of a social event uh, things tend to be in bars, don't they? People have a few drinks, they play a little bit of crazy golf, they Not possibly throw Tim some bowling. darts or they do stuff like that or they play table tennis, as we know, in many of the, the, the chains around the country. Um, but obviously you want to keep fairly sober if you're throwing axes, Jules, don't you? Well, yeah, I mean, we are you know, right in the middle of that competitive social trend, like you say, amongst the table tennis and the darts and the crazy golf and that sort of thing. Uh, and at the moment, we don't serve alcoholic drinks, but in our upcoming venues, and very soon, we're going to be running a bar alongside it. Uh, at the moment, we have to make sure that everyone's behaving well anyway. Our instructors are there overseeing every single throw, 
right next to people, making sure they have a great time and they're doing it very safely. And we can't we can't stop people having a drink outside the venue before they come in to see us. So we're already uh, vetting people on behaviour every time they step up to the line already. So uh, we'd much rather kind of give people a much more relaxed pace, let them enjoy enjoy a whole sort of night with us, have a have a couple while they throw, nice and relaxed, have a good time, and then continue on with us afterwards. Uh, but yeah, absolutely, there's no there's no letting people get drunk and things all around the place and behave badly because it's very very closely monitored. I would mean exactly. I would imagine health and safety would be crawling all over your establishment. But there's a waiver, according to this article yesterday in the Sunday Times. The, the customers have to sign a waiver stating they're not drunk or on drugs. Yeah, yeah, I think that makes uh, that well, makes, makes sense. sense. Because Perfect obviously, sense. Uh, being drunk in charge of a table tennis racket, uh, a table tennis bat is slightly different to an axe, isn't it, Jules? Yeah, that's right. And as I said, like you know, our our, our real kind of um, our line of defence here is yes, we get people to sign a waiver just to make sure they're paying attention, saying you know they haven't, they're not on drugs or anything that we can't tell. But you know, people aren't always that honest about things, so it, it's part one of the many things we put in place. And the uh, the instructors there are the ones who are talking to the customers, uh, giving them their safety briefing, watching them throw, teaching them how to do it safely. Uh, but also, you know, if someone isn't can't throw an axe safely, whether that's because of something they've, they've drunk or just because they're not capable of throwing it safely or they're not paying attention, then, uh, then that's when they're excluded. What, what's the buzz, then, of throwing an axe at a target? The buzz? Yeah. Uh, well, I think um, you've really got to try it to, to, to really get a handle on it. But it's, um, like I say, it's something that you, it feels like uh, you're not, it's something you're not allowed to do or shouldn't be allowed to do. Mm. A lot of people say that when they come in, they kind of they very gingerly pick up the axe the first time and throw it kind of a bit gently because they're a bit worried about what will happen when it, when it gets to the other end. Um, and it is something that's a, a very physical experience. It's not, you know, they're not heavy axes, they're not difficult to throw, but in itself, it's kind of a physical experience that, uh, that, that provides that kind of release so, and that kind of thrill. So it's not, uh, not something kind of too, so gentle that you're not kind of stirred by it, but it's not so physical that it, it's difficult to pick up and play. How do you score, though? You, you say it's competitive, you go it's, side it's by side. Just target. It's just got targets like you would if it's targets. archery or oh, something. Oh, it's like that. Is I would okay. imagine, so I'm oh, just okay. guessing, Jules. Is it a sort of archery-based target system or what? Yeah, that's absolutely right. I mean, we have a we have a big big bullseye in the middle, so we got five points in the middle, then three points, one point, and there are a couple of uh, smaller circles in the in the far corners for if you're you're feeling really good and uh, you fancy trying your arm a seven pointer. Um, so we we get people on and they do five throws head to head, and that that constitutes a round of throws, uh, and whoever has the most points after five throws, they've won that round, and then we can go on like that. Brilliant. Look, thanks for telling okay, us all yeah. about it, Jules. Thank you. You're very welcome. Hope yeah. see you down the scene. Yeah, yeah we'll do. The co-founder of uh, Whistle Punks there. We'll take, we'll take well, our mob. Why do they have to fire an employee? <laughs> well, that's the always worry about, yeah, imagine one of the instructors. We've got to let you go. I think you're fine. You won't. Uh, they're, <laughs> in, the uh, they're in London. Uh, they're in uh, Manchester, in Birmingham. They're about to open in Bristol uh, later on this year. They're called uh, Whistle Punks. If you want to go and throw some axes. Some people say, I feel like a Viking. It's quite primal. And one guy in the paper said mm. his missus has learned to throw two axes simultaneously. 
Wow. So uh, that that is, um, but maybe they could bring back a kind of version of Bullseye with axe throw. The non uh, axe throw, what's a throw first? Be good with in one. Not a bad idea, is it? Why not? Move it on from really the darts. Yeah, you're going to give it a go, Andy. I can see you. Um, you'll be lethal. No, you'll be lethal so. with an axe. That wouldn't. I have a question about the your ping, eyesight. The ping pong bat being well, less, it was, less it was, lethal it was, than the axe. Well, it was. Although to be Matthew Side once came at me with a. <laughs> well, imagine someone like Matthew Side on with a with a, with a table tennis. Back. Could do a lot of damage, couldn't he? Could. Just a flick of the wrist, he could take you out. Take me right out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Don't ask me. Five questions based on last week's shows, uh, yes. Andy, only in four days. So on Friday, we spoke to uh, Mark Smith. He's a comedian. He's uh, He supports which team? Derby. Well done. Tom Corley, the musician, joined us as well. Lincoln City fan. Has a new jazz album out called What? Um, Catanaccio. Oh, well done, Andy. Good boy. Right, hello. Yeah. Come um, in. Yeah, Rick Riley joined us uh, from Sports Illustrated. He's written a book about Donald Trump, as we know. The book is called. <sighs> it's not all the president's men, is no, it? No, it's, it's a called, different book. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it, it's golf related. Uh, it it's is, kind of golf and his dishonesty. Cheat. cheat uh, first cheat. First lord of cheating. First, first the first lord of cheating. <laughs> It's something to do with the president's title and cheating. It's commander in chief. Ah, that's it. See, I knew. And we'll leave it. Oh, yeah, just a quick one. Lloyd Griffiths joined us uh, on Tuesday. He's got a new show on Netflix. It's called... Grimsby are great. <laughs> Flinch. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. Here we are. That was this afternoon's show. We return tomorrow from 1. Uh, until then, Andy, have you got anything else to say? Are you done? Done. Good, okay. Uh, well, thanks for downloading us. Roundabout Season 2, presented by Nissan, is live now, and we're back to share more stories from the road and the memories made along the way. We're talking rest stops. If we're stopping to get gas, you will be timed. Misguided plans. I grew up in the city, so I have, like, you know, a healthy fear of real extreme darkness. <laughs> a lot of laughs. Y'all weird, but you, yeah, you, you were different. And so much more. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.